0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as...
1: This is Miley in the voice of Naruto! This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go!
0: Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews articles and much more Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life and love all things ACMG Talk, Talk, Talk time Live This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live It's time for your Talk Time Live exclusive
1: you are now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge.
0: Folks, welcome to another Talk Time Live exclusive Rewind edition as I present you in classic interview during our, one of our first generation interviews with the legendary co-creator of Ren and Stimpy, that is Bob Camp, uh, and what I, which I would call the good side of the, <laughs> the creation of Ren and Stimpy. And if you know the history of that, then you know what I'm talking about. I won't. Talk about that here. Do your research online. But Bob came onto the show uh, in one of our earliest, earliest years when I had a full cast of co-hosts that was along with me and I was able to uh, invite him in. He graciously came on to the show to talk about one of our all-time favorite cartoon series and that is Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy was around like the late 80s, early 90s, mind you. And it really, I don't know how in a way, it kind of changed the way we watch cartoons of that stature. Like before it was Looney Tunes, but it was there was always a limit to what Looney Tunes would do in terms to get a laugh. And this is kind of the innovators of bathroom humor, if you will, because it was associated with Nickelodeon and the Nickelodeon brand was very kid it was it, the whole brand is is still is to this day very kid like they have matured a little bit more than they used to um but it was the early 80s i mean late 80s and early 90s and things were a little bit more edgy so you were able to get away with a few more things that you wouldn't be able to get <laughs> get away with today and the stuff that they did on Ren & stubby was hilarious but it wasn't to be taken seriously like in today's generation you would show something like that it's just pure comedy. It's just pure for laughs. You don't take it seriously. You don't take it to the head. And we were able to maturely handle that. Today, not so much. Like, people take things too literal. So you can't really, not everybody's going to be able to enjoy some of the things that they've done in some of these cartoons during that era and that time. Um, and some things don't need to come back at the same time. I will say that. But Rin Stimpy will always hold a a really special part of people who grew up in Red Heart because they had such great characters, not only just Ren and Stimpy, but Mr. Horse and, um, a whole bunch of other characters that were in there. The, 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 uh, really angry old guy <laughs> and just how they put it together. It was just so off the wall, so out of pocket that it worked because they were, they were willing to take chances on things that were out of the ordinary in the structure of how cartoons were looked at. And, getting a chance to talk to Bob was so, I was so honored to be able to have him on the show, to be able to have him do a liner for the show and just get to, you know, listen to him and pick his brain. He always appears. If you go to any comic book convention still to this day, like this interview was around, I think this interview came around. We did this interview maybe in like 16th, 2016, 2017. And he's still, appears in comic book conventions to this day. He uh, he was at New York Comic Con. I believe he was at uh, Wizard World here in Philly. He still travels, him and his wife, who is his manager, still travels from place to place, and they still do their thing. And it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome to get a chance to talk to him, and now you get a chance to listen to it. This was one of the interviews that I thought was already up on the new platform that we moved all of our files to but turns out this was one of the ones that kind of missed out. So here is now the actual full interview with myself in the former cast of talk time live. As we talk to the one and only Bob camp. Here comes a new challenger time for your talk time live exclusive. Ladies and gentlemen, right now on the show with us, it, words can't even describe right now. Uh, he is an award-nominated co-creator of one of the greatest animated series in America, and they just so happens to be celebrating their 25th anniversary. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Bob Camp, the co-creator of Ren & Stimpy. How are you doing today? I'm good. Hello. Uh, we can't thank you enough for being on the show. It is absolutely an honor to be on the show. We all still... Holding our hearts, every almost every single episode, if not every single episode of Ren & that has come on, and it has just changed the way that we looked at animation, period, and cartoons in America, period. Um, just real quick, uh, how are you feeling right now, as far as you know, um, you know all the cons that you've been through? You you managed to get some rest right now? Yeah,
2: I'm I'm rested up a little bit. I, we did. Uh like four or five in a row and it, it gets pretty tiring you know you are traveling all the time and uh, hauling your stuff around and and constantly talking to people and being on and drawing the whole time so it does
0: get tiring. gotcha um, so I'll get started with the questions and then we'll go on from the way here um, can you talk about actually what led to Spomko coming with the concepts of Renis to to Nickelodeon way back because I mean, like I said, before you guys um, came along with Ren and Stimpy, there was nothing like it. And you guys kind of, like, put your foot in the waters and tested things that were never tested before on TV. So can you talk about, like, how that came about?
2: Well, um... Uh... John had uh, met with uh, Vanessa coffee, John and a guy named Carl Masek who's passed away now, but uh, Carl uh, had a company called Streamline pictures and we were sharing studio space with them, uh, him and Jerry Beck, the the famous animation historian. And they were uh, busy trying to uh, turn Americans on to uh, Miyazaki uh, and uh, my neighbor Totoro, you know, no one's Mm -hmm. seen that yet. So they, you know, they were uh, working in the animation business and, um, Carl and John pitched uh, Ren and Stimpy as part of another show. Uh, called Your Gang. It was a a concept that John had, uh, which was a parody of our gang comedies, The Little Rascals. Right, The Little Rascals. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) Vanessa really liked the dog and the cat characters, and she encouraged us, and the Nickelodeon people encouraged us to develop a show just based on those characters, so that's what we did.
0: Did you guys have any trouble, like, you you know, getting to do some of the stuff that you were doing? You know what? Um...
2: Yeah, sometimes it was trouble, but uh, we were pretty smart and clever about it. Uh, and I think at the beginning, Nickelodeon was new, just getting into the animation business, and they were sort of naive. And, and uh, <laughs> we, we really didn't know what we wanted to do or what we were planning to do. We just wanted to make funny cartoons that made us laugh.
0: Oh, it it made it a lot of people laugh. I can say that. When it comes to the brainstorming process uh, that led to some of the most funniest uh, episodes ever, can you you know talk about that briefly and like how did you guys come up with some of the concepts that you guys did?
2: Uh, well, you know, we just wrote down our ideas, made notes and stuff, and had meetings and uh, and pitched ideas and whatever you know got us silliest to quickest uh, was usually what we went with. Uh, uh, we wrote. Outlines. We didn't really write scripts, and we would uh, hand out outlines to the storyboard artists. And the storyboard artists had a lot of creative freedom to uh, write the dialogue and to invent comedy bits and stuff like that. So it wasn't nailed down in stone, and and we were able to, at pretty much every stage through the production, to up the humor and up the art and uh, make things funnier and better. And and uh, so uh, it changed a lot as we went. We weren't one of those shows where the model Sheets were written in stone, and and uh, we weren't hung up by you know writers' egos or anything like that. We we had a well, right. freedom to be very
0: creative. Wow. And, and creative, you did. Again, like you've never seen anything like that before. And it was I, honestly right after it wasn't if it, not for you guys, I don't think we've seen we would have seen a lot of animations that are out today. So, I mean, that was that's fantastic that you were allowed to have such creative, you know, uh, freedom. Yeah. So I think
2: I think, though, that to be fair, we were part of a bigger thing because uh, really, you uh, uh, the Simpsons happened at the same time. And maybe mm-hmm. a little before when they did the stuff on the Tracy Ullman show. And, right. Uh, right on our heels were uh, uh, shows like uh, Beavis and Butthead and South Park and things like that. And I think that yeah. we were part of a bigger change in animation. Uh, maybe we did lead the way in, in, in some respects, but I think there was a lot going on in animation, too. Uh, yeah. With other people, other jobs and other shows.
0: <sighs> yeah, definitely a change in the wind.
1: Um, I have to tell you how excited I am to talk to you. Uh, my entire life, I've been doing my own version of Happy Happy Joy Joy Dance, um, which is kind of a mix of the Ren and Stimpy dance meets uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas movie dance whenever I get really excited. So I've been doing the weird combination <laughs> dance all day since I found out I was going to be talking to you. <laughs> um, I want to know uh, what piece of animation are you most pre- Proud of. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's
2: parts of all the cartoons I'm pretty proud of. I think the one cartoon that I had a whole lot to do with that I'm pretty proud of is Stimpy's Invention. I, it was my idea and I wrote it and storyboarded it. Uh, and I think it's it's uh, in some ways a perfect uh, funny short cartoon uh, when we first showed it we had a big party and there were lots of hollywood types there and you know really well-known comedians and uh, famous people and stuff and when we showed it people were laughing so hard tears were running down their faces and, <laughs> and i was laughing hard too. And, I, and i looked around and i realized okay this is something special this is something i better remember my whole life because i'd never seen anybody laugh that hard at any cartoon before you know so mm-hmm. i think that one's pretty great there's some other ones that are just amazing uh uh uh, uh, Teenage Stimpy, which Stimpy Hits Puberty is a pretty hilarious one. I, I did say, hey, I remember that <laughs> one. It's a great one. And of course, everybody loves Space Madness. Oh, it's God, Hulu. on Hulu.
1: They're all on Hulu right now. So. Uh, 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 uh. Um, yeah. Other thing I wanted to ask you is if you could be a cartoon character for one day, who would you want to be?
2: Me, I am a cartoon character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tex Avery's Droopy. I, I always thought he was a great character because he could be anywhere instantly, and and uh, even though he was kind of slow moving and seemed slow witted, he always got the best out of the uh, the
0: wolf. I, I I don't know Droopy. I just love Droopy. And the master of uh, the master of dry humor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I need yeah, tell exactly. you again, I am so honored to talk to you. I am so excited. I I'm just <laughs> I'm doing my happy happy joy dance again. Like I'm literally about to do it again. I'm I'm losing it. <laughs> <laughs> hey
0: Bob, I like to say thank you for my I thank you from the bottom of my heart and just thank you for giving us our time to, to meet with you and talk with you a little stuff. Um the question I want to ask you is um which of all your intellectual properties do you wish you could develop further, like into sort of into a movie, a video game or you know, anything else like that?
2: You know, um, I don't know. I've got I've got uh, some characters, and some stuff I'm developing right now, and I'm I, honestly I can't talk about. Uh, but because uh, we're in the middle of pitching some projects, but I've got got some uh, properties that I'm developing, several different properties, uh, really fun stuff. Uh, we did a game. My friend Mark Greenbaum and I did a game a couple of years ago called uh, Tanks of Fury. Yeah. Uh, and it's sort of hmm. based on the old tank game where you shoot at the other tank and it shoots at you. It's pretty fun. And I think it's a free download uh, from the App Store. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I got lots of stuff. I've got uh, a couple of comic concepts, a uh, movie concept, a couple of animated series concepts. You know, just uh, always keeping busy pitching stuff.
1: Okay, okay. I, I,
0: thank you. Thank you for that one. Um, and yep. also, because you kind of killed two bars and one stone with that one, I'm going to ask you this. Um... It's kind of kind of segues. Also, um, which show do you wish you could have told more stories of? Which which show
2: did I wish I could have told more stories of? Yes, sir. Which episode? I mean, which like more stories like Thundercats? You should have told oh, more. Oh, Thundercats! Stories you know what? I wish. Uh, well, you know, um, I'm glad you mentioned Thundercats. That was the first animated series I worked on. I worked for Rankin Bass. We did Thundercats, uh, Silverhawks and Tiger Sharks. Um, and, uh, I wish there had been more Tiger Sharks. It was a really great series and, uh, yeah. uh, it was sort of short-lived because Rankin Bass, um, got absorbed, uh, into a bigger corporation and sort of disappeared. But, uh. That would have been a great one. Tiger Sharks would have
0: been really good to see more of. How many episodes were there of that? Because I remember seeing them, like, on Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, I, I don't remember, dude. It's been so long. Uh, <laughs> but
2: uh, it, it was part of another show called uh, a Comic Strip, and it was— uh, Right. Right. It was, there was there was tiger sharks. There was street frogs. cat. There was street frogs, which was the first time anybody did anything about hip hop. By the way, <laughs> uh, <laughs> cat, mini monsters, uh, tiger sharks, and uh, what else? I don't remember. But there were like four shows. And no, uh,
1: no, new Gus- Ghostbusters. Yeah, I
2: worked on go- the real Ghostbusters. I yeah. <laughs> that was fun that was a really fun show to work on I worked with uh, uh, Bruce Tim the great Bruce Tim from Warner Brothers who created oh yeah yes. serious and we sat drawing ghosts all day having a good time.
1: Hey, Bob, this is Lou, man. It's an honor and a privilege hey. to talk to you, man. Honor and a privilege. Yeah, talk to you. Yeah, um, so you illustrated for Marvel back in the 80s. So yep. what were some of your favorite books to work on back then?
2: Well, I, I really enjoyed working on Crazy Magazine. That was the, my first real print job. Uh, up until then, I was a street caricature artist. And... Um, I uh, ended up uh, moving to New York City and uh, doing movie parodies. I was sort of like uh, Crazy Magazine's Mort Drucker. I did uh, movie parodies for that. Then the magazine folded, uh, and so uh, I was still working at Marvel. I got a job in the uh, bullpen doing art corrections on all the uh, Marvel line, which was a pretty good training ground for learning how to draw different styles. Uh, But I enjoyed working on the Nam. Uh, GI Joe, uh, Savage Tales, Bizarre Adventures. I was actually a John Buscema's inker for a while. I think a lot of John Buscema, Conan.
1: Oh wow! Oh wow! Nice.
2: Yeah, kind of a different <laughs> sort of thing than
1: Runestimpy. Yeah, I like. Uh, yeah, I like the Nam comic books. I had those growing up. Those are pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, they were, and the first thirteen issues were all uh, penciled by the great Michael Golden, and uh, I i uh, inked the
0: last issue that he penciled uh number 13 i believe oh
1: interesting gotta go to the bookstore tomorrow i was about to say i was about to say the same thing yeah i'm a a huge comic guy so yeah i gotta go to the bookstore tomorrow check that out all right and uh can you talk to us about the experience that you had as a teacher for the school of visual arts
2: oh yeah I'm, i'm teaching there now i'm of course uh we're off for the summer. But uh, this is I finished just finished my third year teaching there, and it's kind of interesting. I, I sort of jumped in the, in the lake, not really being able to swim. I wasn't really sure what was involved with teaching college uh, and teaching uh, storyboarding for animation in, in a big art school like that. I kind of had to figure it out as I've gone along. Uh, but it's been great. I really found that uh, teaching teaches me a lot. Uh, because I'm constantly having to uh, learn more to teach more, you know, and, and to get more in depth into what's involved with storyboarding. But uh, I get a lot out of it. I get as much of it out of it as the
0: kids do.
1: Huh. Okay. Well, interesting. That's awesome, man. That's
0: great. Yeah, it really is. Um, just two more questions and uh, we'll give you your plugs and uh, we'll definitely uh, and again, thank you so much again. This, we're, we're all like at all <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, along with Space Madness, Happy Happy Joy Joy was created, and we have to know, how did that come up, and who came up with that? <laughs>
2: happy Happy Joy—Space uh, Madness, that was John's idea, um, mm-hmm. and uh, him and Jim Gomez, who was um, actually— very involved with the series at the very beginning and and helped co-create the characters. Uh, John and him wrote Space Madness together. Uh, I did some storyboarding on it. I I storyboarded the whole opening sequence. Um, Mm. And
0: um, what was the other part of your question? And happy, happy, joy, joy. (laughs) Like, how did that come about? Because that, like, along with Space Madness, that was the most memorable, you know, uh, skits and uh, episodes that you guys done.
2: Yeah, uh, the... When we were writing early in the series, we just wrote down a lot of ideas, and I wrote down titles of shows, and one mm-hmm. of them was Stimpy's Invention, and that caught everybody's attention and said, oh, what can we do with that? So I made a long list of different inventions, like the phone and Stay Put Socks and, <laughs> and the Happy Helmet, and the whole idea came from the idea that uh, – Stimpy always wants the best for Wren. He loves Wren unconditionally, and uh, and it makes Stimpy sad to see that Wren's always unhappy, so he makes a helmet that makes Wren happy whether he wants to be happy or not. But unfortunately... <laughs> You know, Ren Ren being happy uh, goes against the grain, and it it makes him being unhappy really makes him unhappy. And uh, and he's really happiest when he's when he's uh, unhappy. Does that make any sense? Right. Anyway, no, it 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 really it, does. It, and it, really it's out.
1: why I, Ren uses the the hammer against the, the, the machine. Oh, get the get the helmet off.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it it has a lot to do with their relationship and the way they relate to one another, and that was. But the key at the at the core of uh, all the shows was that uh, it's basically a story about a dysfunctional relationship, you know, mm-hmm. ran it sort of a uh, uh, obnoxious uh helpless weakling, and he needs Stimpy, and Stimpy loves Ren unconditionally and is always there to help him out, regardless of how mean Ren is to him. It It's sort of based a little bit on uh, some Terry Toon's characters called uh, Gandy Goose and Sourpuss. They had sort of the same relationship. And also right. uh, to a, a small degree, they're not really different from Bert and Ernie on Sesame Street. Same sort of relationship.
0: <laughs> In an extreme type of way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well last question and uh we're actually uh segueing this into another episode that we're going to be doing called the top five dead or alive uh animated shows of our time meaning you know each one of us has our own special um uh, right now can you uh tell us what is your top five and anim- uh, most favorite animated shows of all time
2: <clears throat> animated series like tv series yeah uh hmm 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 Wow. You know, uh, I really like the old Bugs Bunny shorts, you know, the old mm-hmm. theatrical shorts. So, any anything out of Warner Brothers, the old Tom and Jerry's, the, the ones from the
0: 50s, the really violent ones. The ones they won't play anymore? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I really like those. You know, a lot of those cartoons had a lot of racist stuff in them, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. Ain't yeah. a, different... a lot of content. Just a, a lot little of content. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of content that, like, we as grown people now, as adults now, we look back and it's like, whoa.
2: Yeah, well, they, you know, they've cut a lot of that stuff out and changed it, but they're still really funny cartoons, beautifully animated, uh, but, you know, it's a different time. Uh, Mm. Let's see, series, Bullwinkle. I just love Bullwinkle. Oh, yes. It's it's a really hilarious show, really great. Uh, Anything out of the Jay Ward studio, uh... Super Chicken, uh, Roger Ramjet is a great show. Um, uh, that's a Bob Kurtz show. Um, uh, what else? Uh, Tom Slick, another Jay Ward show. I love that. Tom stuff.
1: Slick, yeah.
2: <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, Everybody loves the Flintstones, you know. Of course. Respect. Uh, And you remember the Flintstones used to sneak out back and have cigarettes while they're watching. I still (laughs) own
0: those commercials. Yeah, they (laughs) smoked Winston's, in fact. Yes. (laughs) It is the funniest thing to see. It's so surreal because you look back. Not many be surprised, not many people today really uh, know that that they had these commercials out. And I actually think I posted on our. Facebook group page, these app, these commercials, and it's just it's surreal. <laughs> well,
2: what's, what's really funny about it is not only are they uh, smoking cigarettes, but they're you know they're being layabouts and lazy and making their wives do the chores. The,
0: yeah, the most chauvinistic but, things you could ever. Show. Yeah, while
2: well, they can sneak off and have a laugh at their wives working hard, while they you know sneak off and smoke Winston's. Yeah, well, let's that just say please don't like this. Got that flow through filter, Barney.
0: You
1: know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, I, ladies don't like that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's see what other shows. I don't know. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, Squidly Diddly. No, no, no. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is there
1: anything on Adult Swim you like?
2: Adult Swim. You know what? I, I haven't watched Adult Swim in a while. I did watch some of the shows, and I I thought they were kind of disgusting. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just, just I'm just not interested in animation about dead crack whores. Just
0: call me <laughs> right, right, right. right. Huh? You know, <laughs> I think I know. I think I know which one you're talking I, about. I too. Your
1: yeah. That dirty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's funny, but, uh, like, I'm kind of known for doing really edgy stuff, but, uh, the, the edgy stuff they're doing now is way edgier than anything we ever did. Right. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I the...
1: for adults, women. It's it's kind of getting to the point where it's like, ugh. Like, I yeah. want to wash, wash myself after washing it.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I, I um... I was actually offered a job uh, producing um, Family Guy when it first was a pilot, and I turned oh, it down, turned amazing. it down, uh, because I, I thought it was I didn't care for it. I just thought it was a Simpsons ripoff. But uh, little did I know, it you know it, the huge mega hit it, it is. But I'm I i do not know I the I just the kind of writing and stuff is not not really my cup of tea. I have a lot of respect for uh, the guys who do South Park. Um, I, I think that I'm, I think it's kind of ugly animation. I'm not real uh, excited about the drawing, but you know I'm kind of a snob in that sense about.
1: How, how uh, do you feel about um, the Book of um, Mormon? Their their the Broadway b- play. I,
2: I think it's first of all I think it's fun and funny. I I, I think uh, religious people tend to take themselves a little too seriously, <laughs> uh, and uh, but. I, I gotta admire the nerve, you know, they got a lot of nerve, they're, they're not, you know, afraid of, uh, of uh, taking chances with their humor, I, I think they're pretty brilliant guys, and the fact that they can turn out a weekly animated series in a week is just mind-blowing to me.
0: It is, revolutionary actually. Yeah,
2: yeah, but you know, um, you know, when you, I see animators and, and animation directors doing really well like that, it, it's good for all of us, I'm really happy about it.
0: Yeah. Well, Bob, thank you again so much. Uh, before we uh, end the uh, show, can you actually uh, plug and uh, let us know where we can follow you? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to be um, at uh, – Michelle Ford and I are going to be at Garden State Comic Fest July 9th and 10th in uh, Connecticut. No, that's in – I'm sorry. Garden State. It's in New Jersey. Sorry. Jersey. <laughs> uh, right. Garden State Comic Fest July 9th and 10th. We're going to be uh, at Dragon Con in Atlanta.
1: Yes! I Where go are you to DragonCon every year. I will <laughs> see you there. I there will you see go. you there. There's a the hot, the hot button. There's the button. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Atlanta.
2: Oh, and you, so you've been to Dragon Con?
1: Uh, I go to Dragon Con every year for the last Is four years. Is it the best? It is the best.
2: It is the best. They have the best cosplay and more of it. And yeah, we'll we'll co- come see us at our table. And uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a kinky scene too. There's a lot of wild stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: hey, I you bat. know Megan?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, we're gonna be in at New York Comic Con in October. And, uh, if you guys want to check us out on Facebook, look us up on, uh, at Bob Lab Studios on Facebook. That's B-O-B-L-A-B. And on Twitter, Michelle's, um, Twitter account is Michelle Fire, and you can find out what we're doing through that too.
0: Well, yeah, on behalf of Michelle, I would like to thank her, too, because she helped along with, you know, getting you on for this interview, too. So uh big shout out to Michelle Ford as well. Very sweet, nice lady. And uh, I couldn't thank her enough as well for hey, helping out. in that. Can
2: I leave you with a thought? Yeah. Uh, you know, you asked before about my teaching. One of the things I kind of came up with while I was teaching is that I had an opportunity to to. Sort of brainwash kids, you know, and and I, I've, I've done it before with Ren and Stimpy. We sort of put ideas in people's heads. Well, the, the new <laughs> idea, my new my new project is honesty. Um, I saw. Did you ever see Exit uh, Through the Gift Shop? Banksy's movie.
1: Yes. Oh my God! It's uh, the most amazing movie.
2: Yeah, of that with, and uh, um, if you, if you guys haven't
1: seen that, oh, it's brilliant.
2: So, yeah, if you haven't seen that movie, you should see it. And the message, the message that I came out with that in that movie is that, uh, the difference between someone who's an artist and someone who isn't really an artist is honesty. Um, hmm. and that, that was what separates, uh, Banksy from, from, uh, Mr. Brainwash Mr. Brainwash made a lot of money and pretending to be an artist, but he wasn't really honest. So the one thing I teach all my students is that, uh, the key to being an artist is to being honest because, uh, anytime you, uh, show anyone art or produce art, you're communicating with with people in a way that they may not even be aware of, of on a subconscious level so it's important that whatever your message is it comes from the heart and that it's honest and really everything that's wrong in the world right now is because of greed and dishonesty so i figure it's up to us artists to change that so uh if anybody out there has any ideas about that or any uh projects to uh help promote honesty in the world today
0: uh, I'm, I'm there i'm with you That's a great Socrates Cafe, you you know, conversation. Yeah, I agree with that. Thank you for that. Yeah. So, again, thank One last thing. Yeah, go ahead. Don't (laughs) vote for Trump.
1: Yeah, how about that? Amen.
0: Amen. I don't think that'll be too hard on on
1: our behalf. Yeah, just, (laughs) it's a bad idea.
0: Oh, those, those are, are probably key. the best words ever in Talk Time Live history.
1: Radical. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, Bob, thank you so very much on behalf of ourselves. We definitely appreciate it. We are very honored, and hopefully we can get you on a show again in the near future. All right. Absolutely. All right, cool. And come see us at the Comic-Con.
1: Uh, Absolutely. I will bring you baked goods at Dragon Con. <laughs> I promise you.
2: So she what All is right. your See you really I will bring you... Sure. Make sure to bring some gluten free for Michelle. She can't eat, eat gluten.
1: All right. There you go. So I'll bring you a gluten free how about apple pie turnover.
2: Okay, sounds wonderful.
1: Okay, fantastic. <laughs> I will bring you that and then you will know who I am. <laughs> Over at the the, the, the the Oh, I will. I will.
0: <laughs> She's not lying. And we'll definitely, uh, New York Comic Con is something that we're absolutely trying to reach too. So, uh, you know, yes. hopes and prayer and cross our fingers for that one as well. That's me and <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so thank you so much. Uh, that is it for this very special, exclusive uh, Talk Time Live uh, interview. On behalf of myself, Megan Walsh, Andre Stokes, Lou Johnson, and the legendary Bob Camp, this is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out of here. Take care, everybody. All right. Hello.
1: Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy.